Let's move random stuff out of the way, like multivitamins. We don't want them shaking and falling all over the place. You can't afford to be healthy. We're recording a podcast right now. Yeah, yeah, none of that. Can't afford to sort of gain back into some sort of shape other than rotund. Um, so, yeah. Right, here we go. This is the Immaterial Gamers podcast. This is episode 31. Oh 31. my god, 31. It yeah, its number is my age. My god, you're old. I don't think I can yeah. be friends with someone who's 31. Oh well, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be the shame. We're gonna have to stick yeah. to work uh, work acquaintances. Yeah. Uh, okay. That that that, make, that makes sense. It's it's fine. It's funny enough that I actually saw something on a um on a bus yesterday that was like, here are the benefits of working with our company. You get twenty four thousand pounds a year, minus tax. Uh, right. You get you get you know these great travel locations that you're fixed to. And you mm. make friends instead of colleagues. I'm like, make friends what? instead of colleagues. It's like that's a bold claim. Yeah. You know, putting that's that shit a... on a billboard. If it doesn't turn out, I could sue. I could. Mm. I will. It's like I'm not friends with any of these people. I want a million pounds. Yeah. I did not make friends. Did you speak to anyone? Absolutely fucking not. I just about turned around and said you... the price of uh, tickets. You never said that talking was a requirement of being friends at your company. Yeah. You thought you just told me I had friends, so well, yeah, not working for you. But I just thought that made sense given what we were saying. Anyway, so no one told it... you. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. And then the podcast started. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, friends joke. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, I um. God, it's like we're always sucking second gear or something, you know. Yeah, when it hasn't been, you know, our day, our week, our month, or even our year. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm Ryan. Um, you know, after we get through these de- these preambles and distractions and pop culture references of decades old television, now that there, if you didn't feel old before, well, I certainly yeah. bloody feel it now. And uh, and uh, I also have Duncan. That's me. Hi. Hi. You 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 were there. You were probably there at the like at the beginning of Friends, and just everything went so well. And then the world happened. Mm, I don't. I don't. You know, I I watched Friends very passively. I didn't really like. I didn't like sit down to watch Friends. It was like it was sometimes on. Mm, I'll be fair. I know the character names. I know there was one scene early on where someone was getting married with someone else, and they used his ex-girlfriend's name instead of his his wife to be's. Oh. And and they spent all their time in a coffee shop. They do spend a lot of time at the coffee shop. Mm. They know about the micro bubbles of a flat white. I feel like I that don't. coffee shop had a famous name. I can't remember what it was. It was a, what was it called? Uh, Central Perk. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, speaking of perks, the perks are you get to listen to us ramble on about stuff before we even get to what we've been playing. Yeah. Which is which is which is always a good thing. So based on that, we will move to what's been played. And, uh... Insert, insert Ryan going, What's been played here? What's been played? Yep, exactly. So that, that'll have been inserted. And you never know, I may even just insert it again for, for giggles. But, uh, yeah. But instead of, like, doing it all, like, slow and echoey, it's just, like, high-pitched and sweet. It's like, What's been played? 
Oh, oh, I'd have to, I'd have to record that. And, and what the heck is that? I think we've been joined by uh, a silent stalker. Ah, a silent, uh, a silent viewer of. Uh... We have one member of the studio audience whose reactions we cannot hear. Ah, perfect. That's that's great. Sweet. It makes it easier. Right. So, Duncan. Me. What have you played? I, I, I asked you beforehand, but just for the benefit of people at home, something that wasn't brought up last week when I joked with Martin about playing Star Trek. Yes, I did know, but the audience doesn't. So, as you were, as you were, sorry. Right, uh, so, sadly, I've, uh, I've hit that point that I hit a lot of times where I've exhausted my list of things I've actually done that are different than the things I've done in previous weeks. Mm-hmm. The only thing I have to report is that uh, I've been playing one game a little bit differently than uh, I have previous games in previous weeks. Uh, I've been playing more auto chess in Dota 2. Still having yeah. fun with that. It's still going strong. I haven't seen the uh, active players number numbers drop at all. Oh, good. So it's still got it's still got a, a fan base. Yes, yes. No, it's still it's still going strong. Good, all the good. all the former Hearthstone Twitch streamers are still. Getting Still playing auto chess. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think that one of them might just switch over to full to it full time because I think it's been like months since he uploaded a Hearthstone video. Oh God! So he's just he's just decided to go. Well, well, Hearthstone was fun, but this is my new fun. Yeah. Uh, Good. So yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, the, the one thing I've done differently, one one thing that's different about that is I was playing it with my cousin Terry, who is special guest sort of fringe member of uh our immaterial gamers group here he yeah, was on one I... podcast like, i don't know six months ago or something yeah and he had a he had a good time on yeah, that podcast yeah. just schedules haven't aligned for him maybe, to be around but he is he is a member maybe someday he'll be off on a sunday afternoon and yeah. awake well yeah that wake as well. him up wake him up inside you can't wake up He'd appreciate it he likes that song uh yeah <laughs> but yeah so i i got him into playing it after you know trying to get him to play it for a week a number of weeks now mm. i uh we finally sat down and, and downloaded it and we had a, a play session uh we played like two games two or three games back to back and uh you know i had the benefit of watching all of these former twitch streamers switch over to uh the new hotness and mm-hmm. uh, watching watching a few videos first before i started to play the game myself so i kind of had an idea of how the game functioned before I actually played it. Yeah. Terry did not have that benefit. He did not decide to watch any videos. He just took the crash course version of it where he just sort of rammed his way through the game. And since I was playing a game at the same time as him, not in the same game as him, I was kind of like like throwing like spot tips over my shoulder that were sort of half-assed and not fully thought out because mm. I was, you know, splitting my attention. Auto chess is actually like, despite you know, being chess is surprisingly, like, fast-paced game. Like, you really can't stop thinking about it for more than a couple seconds at a time. Yeah, that's probably because of the auto part of it, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's just, there's a lot more, there's a lot of moving parts in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you kind of got to be on top of it if you really want to succeed. Yeah. So, so I, you know, for that little while we played, he, he kind of started to get the idea of it, and then we stopped. And I was, at first, I was a little bit afraid that uh, you know he might he might not be super into it because he was getting his ass kicked a lot, and I couldn't really fully educate him on how to be better. 
Yeah. So then we took a break from that, and we actually started to play a StarCraft mod called Minerals, which I've only just now realized is another game that I played. Yeah. So similar to how... Uh, I'll just sort of transition into this in between my auto chess thing here. Uh, so similar to how auto chess is a mod of StarCraft 2... God damn it. Auto chess is a mod of Dota 2. Uh, Minerals is a mod for StarCraft 2. Yeah. It's basically like a... It's kind of like a tower defense game where you basically you haul up in a little crevice somewhere on a map, on a, on a custom StarCraft map somewhere, uh, and you build a base, you put up a wall to stop bad guys from coming in, you put up cannons to kill the bad guys, you put up generators to power your your cannons, you use healers to heal the wall, etc., etc. There's a couple components to it. But it's basically like a tower survival Tower defense survival game. Yeah. That they've built into StarCraft's free arcade. Anyone can play this. That's good. See, that's what I actually like about sort of that's that was a good Blizzard thing. So they knew that people would you know they know that the modding community is big on Blizzard's strategy games. Yeah. So the fact that the fact that with StarCraft two that they added, like you said, the arcade, um is that part of the the Star edition then? Uh, yeah, I believe the arcade is free access to the starter edition that anyone can download for free. Yeah, so yeah, so that's, you see, that's that's the cool bit. And then you know the the idea is we know that this is the business opportunity. If they get people playing the starter edition and they play, you know, the arcade, there is there is the chance that people go ahead and pick up the full release. You know, between that and the I forgot what I was saying there. Between that and the sort of the esports league that they've at least got with StarCraft people play it you know sometimes people really suck like me and you just want to sit there and play an rpg mod yeah yeah no it's i mean was i mean was blizzard like the first company to really like play heavily into like modified and entirely custom maps based on their their original strategy game i mean i feel like that was very much a blizzard thing like other companies are doing that a lot more now but i feel like Mm. for a long time that was really Blizzard's territory. Oh yeah. Between yeah, Warcraft definitely. three and Starcraft, Starcraft Brood War. I mean, I mean, God, there are entire genres of games, entire arguably companies and developers that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the uh, Starcraft and Warcraft modding communities. Yeah, I mean, we can wrap that back round. Let's 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 give it this way. Dota. Yeah, exactly. It links really nicely back into the rest of my Dota discussion. I mean, Dota as a game. It's based off... I mean, literally, Dota is an acronym for Defense of the Ancients, which was a Warcraft map, which itself was based on an earlier StarCraft map. Yeah. So And that that would not have been possible without the modding tools. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... The uh, the Battle.net afforded. Exactly. So it's, like, really gone full circle in a lot of ways how, you know, they created this game that was in itself its own game but they gave you tools to modify it into completely new games mm. that are nothing like how uh, you know the original game played and yeah. people took inspiration from that made their own games there was a lawsuit or two then they you know when that was settled they went on made their own games that were similar to the mods from those previous games and then those modded games turned around and made their own mods for their modded game. Yeah, and that's, you know, that is the sort of 
creativity defined. You know, some people won't... You know, the people won't have the full tools to make full games. They have, like, little ways that they can do code with existing assets, and providing they're not trying to say that they're full releases with those assets, let's, let's you know, unity, <clears throat> then everything's good. And if people enjoy them, they enjoy them. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. Uh, it's uh, It's been a very interesting experience. But yeah, we'll, so after we played Minerals a couple times, we uh, got back into Dota 2. Uh, and this time around, I was like, I thought, from the earlier experience, I thought, yeah, we're probably going to play a game or two, and then he'll probably either be like, yeah, it's fun, but I kind of want to learn how to play on my own time, and we'll just put it away for now. Or he'll be like, nah, fuck this, I don't like this game. Uh, I think we played like eight games in a row, or something like that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, which is a big deal. Third because... option. <laughs> yeah, which is a big deal because in a game of auto chess is like between 20 and 40 minutes usually, but depending on whether you win or die. Yeah, so yeah, that's so that was, quite a bit of time lost It was quite that. a jam <laughs> session. We were, we were up till after one in the morning playing Dota together. Or auto chess, rather. Nice, nice. And did you uh, have any success through that? Yeah, we were we did pretty well. I came in I came in second or in third a couple times out of eight. Uh, and Terry managed to get a third place position actually on one of his uh, last games. He managed to get a third place in a in a match, and I was so happy for him. Nice. I'm a little bit annoyed though because uh, Auto Chess has its own like ranking system internally, yeah. and uh, by the end of the play session, Terry, despite having never played the game before that day, uh, ended up at the same rank as me. Oh, oh, oh I can predict. I can predict uh, some good battles going ahead then, if that keeps going. Yeah, yeah. I he's he's picking it up pretty quickly. I think uh, I think once he speeds up and has a couple more practice games, he'll probably be about the same level as me. Mm. The ranks already say that he's the same, but I have been at a higher rank than I have been at a higher rank than I'm at right now. It's just you know, it's just sometimes how, you win and you lose. Yeah, it's just how ELO works. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, and that was all on Friday. A hundred percent of that was on Friday. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all I had to talk about. <laughs> Just... Nice. No, no worries. That's that's. But Friday was busy. Yeah, that's cool. No worries. Well, uh, I certainly said that I was going to go and play auto chess. I haven't done that, but I have played a couple of things over this week that'll be uh, interesting to discuss. The first being uh, what I was speaking to you before we set up the podcast about yes. a little little odd game by the name of Roombo. First Blood. Roombo. First Blood. Which is just great. Um, yeah, this is on the Humble Monthly Trove collection. So anyone who's subscribed to the Humble Monthly bundle thing has access to all these little original games and shorts and sometimes not so short full-on full releases. But um, yeah, this was one that was... Uh, for those who haven't watched the video that's up on the YouTube... Which you um, should totally do. Yeah, you if should you as well. In fact, just if you see. have, do it again anyway. Just just watch it. Yeah. Get that view count up there. Get those watch minutes up. But um, yeah, so it's a, a game by Samurai Punk, who made a couple of other games in the past. One of them being Screen Cheat, the 4 to 8 player first-person shooter, where everyone is invisible. So you have to look at everyone else's screens 
to find out where they yeah. are and kill them. Yeah, well, because every shot's one hit kill. Yeah, everyone is invisible to each other, and they can only see each other by looking at each other's screens. And yeah. because they're not invisible to themselves, they're only invisible to everyone else. So yeah. they have to try and use their uh, other people's screens, and also, I guess, the trajectory of their weapons to figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of helped by the fact that the maps are in very, very bright coloured areas to give sort of zones. So you, the the idea then is you look at each other's screens to try and determine where you all are to cause chaos. Uh, killing people with blunderbusses to candlesticks. Whatever you got. Yeah. Um, and they made a VR game as well called The American Dream, set in 1950s America. Uh, where you take part in a facility that wants you to understand how great guns are at performing every task. So you go through the games, uh, or you go through the areas doing just that. Making uh, a sandwich. Bang! Yeah, bang. Success. Having, Success. A, having a beer. Shoot, shoot the, the lid beer. off. Yep, shoot, shoot the lid off, drink it. Uh, put the baby to sleep. Ah, shoot the cot. Uh, you know, all, all that. But um, yeah, they so they make quirky, weird games, and Roomba First Blood is uh, no exception from that rule. Uh, the game is a isometric stealth game where you play as a Roomba in a house, defending that house and its valuables inside from burglars who come through the window. You you do that by distraction, by honking. Yes, the, the, the Roomba honks. Um, setting off traps such as like electrical sockets, ceiling fans, um, shutting doors on enemies to make, force them to go around, exploding stuff. And then once you have neutralised the intruders, that is by, uh, by Reed killing them, you mm. then hoover them up. And the race, to keep the, the race to get the house back to what it was before the family comeback happens... So it's very viscera clean-up detail style as you have stopped all these burglars and then realising you've got a minute before the family arrive and you have to clear the bloodstains and footprints that are all around the house before you do. And the it's weird, the cutest little thing on it, which is weird in a, in a game about a deadly Roomba protecting his house, is that as you're setting the traps off and killing these burglars, you can hoover some of the blood up straight off, which then sends you into a first blood mode. The Roomba suddenly sports a John Rambo-style headband, <laughs> and and then you have the ability to just ram into a burglar and kill, or deal a ridiculous amount of damage, and then, of course, cause more blood to splat all over the place. It's a, it's a short game, there are five levels, and what sort of changes is... Basically, it just increases the amount of valuables in the place, Keep uh, increases the amount of burglars in there. It just makes it a bit more hectic. But, uh, yeah, it was a short little short little game. It was a fun game. Uh, Weird. It kind of sounds like uh, that, that first blood thing. It kind of reminds me of that, that UHF skit mm. where it's just fucking Weird Al. And he's trying to, it's gonna get, he's like winding up to shoot an arrow at some guy who's shooting at him with a submachine gun. And then it cuts to a wide shot, and they're like two feet away. Yep. And then he fires the bow, and it just explodes. <laughs> oh, good old, good old uh, exploding stuff. But um, yeah, no, it was something I made. I gave 
Samurai Punk it's due by mentioning that it is their, their, their game and I'd honestly if you've got the Humble Monthly just check it out I, I you know not there's no sponsorships or anything like that I'm doing this as a person who is enthusiastic about odd little stuff so uh, yeah I'd, I'd pick it up give it a try you might feel a little bit better of yourself and then uh other than Hololo that, meets uh, Mr. Cleanup. Yeah, that is the that game. is. Ex- I think that is exactly as I thought about it as well. It's just like, yeah, there we go. And it's just the the way that when the you reminded me now as well. Once you've like cleared the level and you're on the cleanup bit, it does go very Home Alone style with this like upbeat, chirpy music as you're racing to to clear this, you know, this stuff off the floor. It's like, it's like, this is so charming. But so evil at the same time. I love it. So, uh, yeah, there was there was that. And then uh, also, I played some Vermintide. Vermintide. Warhammer End Times Vermintide. Well, that's the uh, it's the Love or Dead thing, right? That is indeed. Uh, yeah, played the played the sequel to it, which is being creatively named Warhammer Vermintide Two, and um, it's kind of more the, more the, of the same, really. Yeah, the, 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 the vermining. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, it, like you say, it's a it's a Left 4 Dead style game. You and a team of three other uh, party members take on missions where you then have to plow through a bunch of of uh, Skaven, which are rat people. But in Vermintide 2, you take on more. You take on Northerners and Chaos and Warriors and stuff like that. They basically, it's, it's Vermintide with more. Um, though the game has got some little improvements, like you've got a, a power system now um, in the way that the difficulties work, that you can basically your characters can get stronger permanently, as opposed to sort of the Left 4 Dead thing of you know resetting the game every time you play it. So it just sort of makes things a little bit better. It's I mean what can, there's not much more I can say really. You walk around and instead of shooting everything, you slice it up with swords axes and then you can also have secondary weapons that allow you to shoot stuff and then some characters have got different skills like i'm using marcus gruber he's a mercenary marcus gruber i like that yeah man. yeah so he's he's, he's kind of like the warrior class to begin with in this um you know just gets in close slices stuff cleaves his enemies and then he can also wield like a either a repeater gun or a blunderbuss um but there are other characters like Carillion. she's more sort of rogue favoured so she's not she's supposed to sort of attack enemies around the side when they're not noticing then she's got a crossbow which can just pick off enemies from afar there's a character called Fiona she's a bright wizard which means she can sit there and sort of hit stuff with fireballs to the point where the way her character works is that when she's not attacking things or she's not letting off steam fireballs uh, she charges up that energy and that it gets to a point where she then has to attack something um, and then it causes a massive load of damage. I think the storyline reason is if she doesn't let the stuff go, she basically combusts. She explodes. Yep. The exploding. That happens in uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Oh god. Fairly Odd Parents. What a show that was. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, it, sh- was, it was Fairly Odd. It was Fairly Odd. Uh, they should have a they should have a mod for Vermintide, mm. where like it's it's called uh, but instead of rats you're fighting an army of like Vern Troyers. And oh so it's god! Just like, so it's like 
So it's like Vernon Tide. Vernon Tide. And they all just run at you, going like, "Ee!" Well, they're all they're all mini me. Eee. Right to like a thousand. Eee. Oh God. And, and then because it because it works like left for dead in the fact that you know there'll be points where you'll hear bells ringing in the background, and when that happens, you got a horde of them. So yeah, a thousand Vern Troyers, all going. Exactly. That's, that's a scary thought. And you know, but the fact that it is, it is actually moddable, that, that can happen. Make it happen, community. Oh, God. Yeah, please. Vernon Tide. Perfect. Well, um, yeah, with, with that thought, uh, we can now move on to the news with news time. Insert news bit time. where Ryan goes. News time, time, time. News time. News time. And uh, yeah, while we while we're speaking about mods, we'll go to that story very um, that story first. My God, of all the weird things that people can mod their games with, you know, I remember Fallout and people putting in uh, the the death claws in the Fallout games and replacing the death claws with weird long necked macho man Randy Savages. Oh yeah, Com- yeah, complete. Re- oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh God. So, um, yeah, but someone has managed to do the same with Resident Evil 2, <laughs> as this as this article from uh, Eurogamer states. So, in, in Resident Evil 2, they've kind of sort of replaced the sort of just a bog-standard Titan with... Uh, tyrant, tyrant, not Titan, with Mr. X, which is still a Tyrant, but now he wears clothes and a hat and still chases you down mm, and is unstoppable okay. unless you hide... But someone has replaced, they've modded this to replace Mr. X with, um, and there's, there's, well, there's no other way of saying this, Thomas the Tank Engine. It is the most horrifying sight, and it's weird because the video that's, that, that's gone round is like, you know, someone running back in the plane, the Claire's storyline, where the tyrant is, because in Leon's storyline, it's a lot less uh, exciting. I mean, <clears throat> it's boring. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't help it. Claire's is the more interesting storyline of constantly being chased, and to be constantly chased by this, you know, grinning face, this giant blue trained body, <laughs> and just the the perma smile. The only way it could be made worse is if 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 they did have the the Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune that that Duncan yeah. was using there, but it'd be in a great slightly had... warped way. Yeah, it'd be great if it was like a slight, it's like a sort of like muted and like distorted, it's like. Yeah, and it, oh god, that'd be like make it all like slow and menacing as he gets closer to you. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know that tank engine eats children for breakfast. That's that is the face of a man who has seen murder and was (laughs) not upset. (laughs) He he saw he has seen murder and he was intrigued. Oh, yeah, the 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 fat controller really let that one go. He's like, Thomas, it's not happening. You can you can go eat people elsewhere. There's a place called Raccoon City. It's quite a few thousand miles away from the island of Sodor. However, I believe it'll have everything you need. So, um, the yeah. only thing the only thing that can stop this this uh, Thomas the Tank Engine mod is probably Sir Topham Hat. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say so. 
So uh, yeah, if you if you if you want to make your horror games even more horrifying by putting children's TV characters in it, then uh, and and you got the PC version of Resident Evil Two, of course. Oh my Ooh. God, I know what's coming next. Mm. I know what's coming next. Oh, Teletubbies. Oh, oh. oh God. He gets replaced with that random Teletubby. Oh God, Tink- Tinky Winky coming over. I don't know their names, man. I just know I don't want to see one. No. No, definitely, definitely not. So, uh, yeah, that's that's you know that was that was the the way that we just ease into what will now be an odd selection of news. I'll, I'll give you this: while we're doing this, Steph is feeding us news like we are Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, it's we're probably not going to get to all of it. We're kind of aiming no. for a shorter podcast this yeah. this week. We will certainly we will certainly try, Steph. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll move on. We'll go we'll go to the next one. Uh, let's do this one because I like to laugh at people. So, Plague Inc. It used to be known as Pandemic before the makers of the board game Pandemic went and said, uh, "No, you can't use that." So they they called it Plague Inc. Um, it's been going around a bit now. Quite an old game, 2012 simulation game where you were a virus and you had to. Basically, destroy the world. Simple enough. Yeah. Step one, virus. Step two, destroy the world. Step three, yeah. question mark. Uh, step four, profit? There's not really... I guess there's not much How profit. How does a virus you... profit? They're not even like... I mean, viruses aren't even really like alive, per se. No. Uh, they, they are rod. But uh, they you know they have their purpose. They know what they want to do. And, you know, in, in Plague Inc., you get to do that. Always start with making it undetectable. Always, don't add your lethality first. That's a, it's just a hint. But um, yeah. So you play it, and you take over the world. And they've had some scenarios in the past, um, or different ways of doing it between viruses, bacteria, and other stuff. They had a cross promotion with Planet of the Apes, where you could then make the um, the simian flu from the from the film. Mm. Um, but what's happened recently, and this is this has come up through a story that's that's happened, you know, from this resurgence of anti-vaccination the the conspiracy theory and social outrage that basically says that people should not vacuum you should not vaccinate your children you should not vacuum your children yeah oh leave well, it to the vacuum the children they can be messy little fuckers leave that to the rumors uh oh yeah yeah but not rumbo he he knows no wrong well actually he protects bad, the house he knows what he does he's, he's loyal he's he's loyal nah, but um well he's loyal until he goes into first blood mode Ah well, yeah. Then that headband comes on. And you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> but um, yeah. So there's you know this whole thing about people not wanting to vaccinate their children because apparently vaccinating your child is more dangerous than the viruses that you're vaccinating against. Let me say it right now. Hot take from from Ryan here right now. Bullshit. You are fucking stupid. Well, everyone loves to point the autism finger at vaccinations, even though there's uh emerging scientific evidence to suggest that autism forms uh, in the fetal state, actually. Like, before yeah. you're born, let alone having been poked with a needle. So Yeah, yeah. So, so no vaccination would change that. But, yeah, ba- based on that, I'm sorry, if you're not vaccinating your child and there's fucking outbreaks of stuff going on, you're part of the problem, not the solution. That's a hot take. We've it's, actually it's... had some, uh, like, to get real for a second, we've actually had some problems, I think, in Vancouver... Mm. Uh, up over here in Canada, where like 
uh, anti-vaccination has gotten strong enough that there have been uh, some some outbreaks of like measles or something like like all like all diseases uh, people have vaccinated and eradicated a long time ago are coming back because people aren't immunizing themselves anymore yeah or enough of them aren't that it's becoming a problem well, i can't remember yeah. where that is i can't remember if it's a vancouver or halifax or something but yeah somewhere in canada that that's becoming a problem now yeah and i think something happened in the one that got to my attention was somewhere in chicago where there was a resurgence of measles or something along those lines and you know massive outbreak of it and and people are going oh no how did we not know this was going to happen yeah anyway we move on so the 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 headline that's on another Eurogamer article uh, is Plague Inc. developer to add anti-vaxxers to the game after the petition goes viral. That's yeah, it's kind of. I get what you're saying there, Eurogamer, but um, yeah, they they added a petition and said that if it gets to if it gets to ten thousand signatures, they will add uh, a scenario to Plague Inc. where anti-vaxxers exist. Or is what I would probably then call that easy mode. Easy mode, yeah. Because you know, it'll just it just makes it easier to spread the viruses. But um, yeah, it it hit the uh, the target as of the publication of the article on the twenty eighth of February. It reached twenty thousand signatures and continues to rise. So uh, yeah, we so can we're gonna we can have we're gonna see some anti-vax. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're gonna have some anti-vax. Yeah, definitely some active anti-vaxxers in there. Um, you know, they're 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 going the idea. James Vaughan, creator of Plague Inc., told told Eurogamer on that. He's saying, uh, "quote It's great to see so many people sticking up for science. Good science. Yeah, we'll, we'll make stuff that. go forward. I think people just want it into something easy to target. But you know what? Sure, so be it. Yeah, but, we'll uh, just say it's science. Yeah." But they did, they did say that they have a few ideas that we're trying out and running them through the algorithms. The biggest challenge being that if everyone in Plague Inc.'s global simulation suddenly stopped getting vaccinated, then it would be a very easy game to win. That is true. But I reckon you could do something in there and maybe take real-world data of where that stuff happens and, you know, make it work. But, yeah, you know what? It's a political point. I know some people say keep politics out of the video games, but I'm, I'm on the idea of, uh, well, you know what? It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to simulate how that could possibly work. So sure. So uh, yeah, we'll 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 go there, and uh, we can we continue in terms of bad choices with this uh, THQ article. I'm just. What do you, what do you also, think? One or two more articles. Uh, I reckon we will finish with the article afterwards. I'll very quickly go through this one then. To try and keep this, because I know we're going to be running for time. So, uh, okay? THQ Nordic, good good game publisher, managed to bring a lot of stuff back from the ashes in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of gaming like Darksiders and other stuff. Very very bad PR, mm. as they, uh, yeah, as they went ahead and you know they were going to host a an Ask Me Anything, an AMA. Yeah, that's, on, I mean that by itself stuff. is already a risk. Those often turn out really poorly. For people yeah. who aren't like you know like internet personalities, yeah, it's true. like someone who's like, I wonder what the internet is like today. Oh God, what have I done? You know, it's oh, like yeah. they usually ends up pretty badly in the first place. Uh, it's it's better suited for people who are who are used to the environment, who have yeah. climatized, so to speak. Definitely, 
but it is doubly bad if you decide to host it on particular places that aren't Reddit. Like, I don't know, 8chan? <laughs> I, I gotta is, be honest, I don't actually know what 8chan is, and I think I'm probably better off for it. <laughs> right, so so let's give you this. Do you know what 4chan is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Think 4chan, but with less restrictions. Oh, good. And that's about as, as far as we were going there. That's just needless to say, Nordic got absolutely roasted for even attempting to do this. They've they've come out and they've they've apologised for not for being short sighted and not realising how bad the very bad website is. A quick Google search would have told you that, my friends. But still, I think THQ Nordic will learn very quickly. Just use Reddit. It's yeah. not that bad. Yeah, I was going to say it's just like just just yeah, just stick to that one. Yeah, it it works. The thing with Reddit is if it's if it's not great, it gets downvoted to oblivion and literally gets deleted. So you know, do that. Um, so and gadget, thank you for telling me about that and the fact that it went as well as they thought, which was bad. And uh, we will quickly wrap this up with one last one from Eurogamer. Um. I know this is normally a bit where we do business with Duncan. Let's see if we can get a very, very quick one on this. Activision Blizzard tells investors recent redundancies could negatively impact its business. Let's see. Rumors, conversation, cut 8% of the workforce. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So, so while, while, while Duncan's going over that, I'll just quickly say, we, we said a couple of weeks back that you know Activision had massive growth over the past year, but they needed to shed some of the fat. We we talked uh, the pros and cons of, of that and the fact that they got rid of 800 people. Now, this article from Eurogamer goes on the idea and suggests that, or um, the the company's annual Form 10K report, so it'll be a business report, um, as, as, as acknowledged to the investors and the shareholders that the layoffs could negatively impact the business. So... How often does a, a case that getting rid of people doesn't help the business in any way, and in, in fact could just be as bad and worse than what they did intend? Uh, it sounds to me like, uh, reading this article, uh, that everything that I said that they... All the reasons that I said that they were doing all those cutoffs and made those decisions in the, either last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds to me like those were their... I was pretty much spot on as far as their reasoning goes. Yeah. Uh, but then this article, it seems to me like basically uh, they fucked up. <laughs> yeah. uh, it sounds to me like they may have gotten a little, gone a little overboard and maybe weren't... Maybe we're looking at a list of names rather than like, you know, the actual like real world ramifications of it they're talking mm-hmm. about how like different labor laws in different regions uh will take this differently uh requ- you know they require like different levels of compensation or notice uh yeah. and yeah it sounds to me like they were maybe not as careful as they should be in deciding who people should what like what people should be redundant and wh- why they should be redundant and and uh maybe they have. Uh, it sounds like they may have destabilized a portion of their company a little bit as a result, and yeah. uh, have currently set up set aside 150 million dollars of provisions to uh, to compensate employees and sort of weather yeah. the 
uh, restructuring storm that is uh, to come. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a. I guess mean, that's probably a backfire that pro- well, like like we said, it's a backfire that even Activision didn't expect at that at that point really. So yeah, yeah, it sound it it also sounds to me like they didn't say it specifically, but it sounds to me like they're also a little bit worried that this decision followed by the discovery that the decision was not a very well thought out decision or mm. not as well thought as I thought it was may uh, impact investors perspective on the company and may uh, make people less interested or more cautious of Activision Blizzard as a company. And, mm. you know, investing is uh, it, the, the investing part of a company is the financing part is a very interesting part because a lot of the times it's like you know with companies that are like developers and they also have like a financing department Mm. it it's a weird situation because it's like they have a product they have a service they have a thing that gets them most of their money and like you know for the most part that is the part of the company that determines its true worth is how they're performing on that front but then there's sort of the secondary part in the financing department where, you know, a lot of like there's a lot of like day to day changes in their value and their their assets that they have to work with based on just people speculating on the the future value of their company. You know, whether that's, you know, the layman individuals buying stock or if it's like major investors moving millions around looking for the mm. next big thing to put their money in or at least find something that's better than cash to to hold their money in. Yeah, I recommend gold. Uh, I don't, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but uh but but yeah, so it's like, you know, a game developer might spend might be a year or more in between each game. So a lot of their assessment of the value you know, a lot of the assessment that goes into evaluating their company in between is, you know, day-to-day stuff like this where, you know, news articles come out and it's either good or bad and people mm. will either buy shares or sell shares or they'll invest money or pull out investments or they'll make a deal or cancel a deal based on those that information. So it's like, you know, these things do matter. And I think that Blizzard is maybe a little bit concerned that regardless of how this affects their company, uh, mm. that some speculate like how, regardless of how this may affect them in on a real level, it may impact them on a surface level that's more than cosmetic and may alter their ability to that it, it it may reduce their evaluation a little bit, which could affect future performance. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's all business talk that even I'm only barely wrapping my head around and you know i'm stammering a lot and you know trying to e- explain what i'm thinking as best as possible but yeah I, I, they're having a bit of a, a hard time the tldr there is they're having a bit of a hard time they've made mistakes and uh they're trying to save face uh, don't worry about that that was a i was like it was an unprepared business with duncan segment that was kind of thrown on you there so uh, thank you thank you very much for that but uh, yeah, no, no, I understand understand where you're coming from, and again, it's it's going to be one of those we will monitor the situation things because this this Activision thing just doesn't seem to end. So we will see how we go. However, things that will end will be today's podcast.
Oh, so, apparently uh, nothing that's ending is uh, my employment here. Uh, uh, Stefan has oh. just let me know that I've been let go from Immaterial Gamers. Ah, uh, see, uh, hold, hold on, something coming in. Ah, uh, yes, I've just received information that that will negatively affect the podcast. Or it may, may negatively affect... Investors yeah. will be less inclined to invest in a podcast that can't keep its company in line and uh, can't tell the difference between a useful and, un- and not useful employee... Oh, and yeah, uh, sounds... as a result, our stock price is going to decline severely. Oh, oh man. That's, we could see up to 20% loss. Yeah, well, geez, there wasn't even much value in there to begin with. However, I'll, I'll work behind the scenes. I'll make sure that you're employed by the next time you, you're available for a podcast. Leave it with me. So we will wrap this up. Um, if you did enjoy what you've heard so far in, in our in our little tenure that's going on, please do the likey, sharey, subscribey thing with the bell. Uh, I've went round and done a suggestion of changing all the title names of the podcast, or at least I've changed the order of the stuff that appears in the titles of the podcast. So, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be something to look at. Um, yeah, keep an eye on all the all the stuff that's on there. We got, you know, the the SIDS. We got the play sessions. We got roleplay not him against, even though that nearly didn't happen due to memory issues with the bloody game that I'm running. Um, but we've also, almost fingers crossed, solved the monster prom issue. So that that should hopefully be coming out. Would soon. have some resolving. Uh, yeah, it'll be coming out soon. Resolving circumstances. There we go. Yeah, that's um, uh, an update. Uh, apparently, that message was for Dan. Ah. So uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be here, guys. Probably not next week. Uh, I may be busy next week, but uh, uh, maybe in the future. Uh, yeah, we'll, we will we will see what happens. But um, yeah, un- until oh, and also check out the audio podcast. They are there as well. I'll take them, put them on the audio. It all works out. So uh, yeah, until next time. Thank you very much, Duncan. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's all right. And uh, until next week, please, please don't kill each other, and also don't invest in gold. Unless you do it with a disease or a Roomba. Those are fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.